Welcome to the New Mom Podcast. I'm your host, pediatric physical therapist and early intervention specialist, Jenny Cruz. On this podcast, we focus on your baby's early years. Science has proven that what your baby learns in those first years builds the foundation for future learning. And a strong foundation sets your baby up for success. But what experiences are best to build a strong foundation? That and much more lie ahead. So stay tuned. As a pediatric physical therapist, I'm always assessing whether a child has the physical ability to move in order to explore the environment. For example, can baby roll over, pick up a rattle, or eat a cracker? And if they can't, my job is to figure out why they can't do a particular skill. Is it lack of flexibility in a joint or a limb? Is it weakness of certain muscles? Is it lack of opportunity to practice? For some babies, the reason is lack of practice. Mom has not avoided, I'm sorry, mom has not provided ample opportunities for her baby to learn the skill. This is often due to mom not knowing or realizing that the routines she has established are not serving her child well in all areas. Our topic today asks the question many moms have. What age do babies learn most? Many of you may wonder that same thing, so today we're going to talk about this a little. First, let's talk about the verb learn and what we all mean when we hear it. Most of you may think of learning as school readiness tasks, things like knowing colors, scribbling, counting, etc. And these are examples of learning and are important for your baby to know. But there are other areas of learning that are important too. So grab a cup of coffee or take a quick walk and together let's learn a little more about not only what age babies learn the most, but what is important for them to learn. Stay tuned. Now, you may have just thought about someone you know who needs to hear this podcast please take the time to share it with them today because I want their baby to succeed too. Research is clear that your baby will learn the most between the ages of birth and three years old. During these early years, your baby's brain, which starts out about one quarter the size of an adult brain, will exponentially grow so that by age three, it is about 80% the size of an adult brain. And remarkably, by age five, your child's brain is 90% of its eventual adult size. So, by the time your little one starts kindergarten, their little brain is almost fully grown. Wow! Our brain is the control center of our entire body. Not only does it learn how to write or count, but it controls our heart rate, breathing, and mood. It controls eating, walking, skipping, and temper tantrums. In short, it controls everything. To provide more context on the amazing amount of learning your baby's brain is doing, think about this factoid. 
Your baby's brain is developing more than one million nerve connections each second during these early years of development. One million nerve connections each second. That blows my mind. <laughs> no pun intended. Since those first three years are vital, let's think a little bit about the fact that three years breaks down into 156 weeks. I don't know about you, but 156 weeks doesn't seem like much time to me. Let's spend a little time discussing daily routines and how they impact learning, meeting milestones, and brain development. For example, your baby awakens and gets fed. Then they are bathed, changed, and dressed. This is a common morning routine in most homes. To learn more about how this routine can maximize your baby's brain development, let's deconstruct it, shall we? During feeding, is your baby looking at you and hearing you speak, or are they looking at TV or a tablet and hearing machine-generated animated voices? What is the routine most of the time? When you bathed baby, did you talk to them and say little things such as, let's wash your belly or your feet? During, doing that most of the time helps your baby learn the names of body parts and increases their vocabulary. When you dried them off, did you say something like, let's get this soft towel and dry you off? Or did you grab the towel and complete the task without realizing this entire routine is a brain-building opportunity? If that's you, well, it isn't you any longer. When you pick out clothing for your child, do you say things like, do you want to wear this dinosaur shirt or your Paw Patrol shirt? This is a better question than, do you want to wear this? Because as your baby gets a little older, you'll eventually get the answer of no, as baby's go-to answer for everything. Does your baby's daily routine include books, blocks, and balls, outside play in the grass, sand, or water? Have you even stopped and considered whether your baby is spending most of their time Constrained in a baby walker, a seat of some kind, or inside the house with a floor full of toys that make obnoxious beeping noises, or allow your child to sit and just watch blinking lights. Daily routines for babies are not really different than daily routines for adults. As a physical therapist, I know that if you're training for a sport, you get better at what you practice. If you practice your tennis swing incorrectly, well, you're going to learn it wrong. If you want to get better at walking, you practice walking. Sitting and watching TikTok videos will not improve your golf game. Babies are no different. They learn what they practice. And daily routines are where they learn the most. Make sure to build routines that are rich in learning opportunities. Start today by thinking seriously about what your baby's daily routine actually includes and tweak it a little. Because your baby's brain is building over one million neural connections a second and you've only got 156 weeks to age three. And remember, birth to age three is the time in your child's life 
where they learn the most. If you've got questions, message me on the podcast app. I don't know about you, but daily quiet time with God is something I struggle with. I'm a list maker, a doer, a control freak, and I have been this way my entire life. When my children were younger, this daily routine was packed, rushing here and there, bath, bed, work, errands. You get the picture. Finding a few minutes to sit quietly and pray, reflect, and study my Bible got pushed aside too many times. Since I never got enough sleep, scheduling a nap or an extra few minutes of snooze time was more important to me than praying or studying scriptures. This fact isn't something I'm proud of, but it is what my usual routine entailed. So it shouldn't have come as a surprise that eventually I didn't take enough time to hear God whispering that I needed to change this routine. When exhaustion and panic attacks finally hit, I got the message. The daily schedule and my usual routine needed to change. Because you get better at what you practice, remember? I knew that, but I wasn't practicing quiet time, prayer, or scripture reading. I was getting better at stress and staying busy and not practicing being still and listening. This week, as you think about your child's daily routine, I encourage you to think about your own. Maybe you're plopping baby down in front of the TV because you want the break so you can catch up with Instagram or throw some laundry in the dryer. Those things aren't bad on their own. But as we talked about with baby's usual schedule, make sure your usual schedule does not include more scrolling through Instagram or housework than quiet time with God. There is a time for both if you take control of your schedule. And since we don't know how many weeks to go that we have in this life, it's best to get started now. Till next time. Thank you for listening, and please tell your friends about this podcast. I'd love to help them, too. If you need more information, follow me on Instagram at growwithjenny or at my website, www.jennycruz.com. All information provided and discussed is general education and is not intended as specific prescriptions for your child. If you have concerns about any aspect of your child's development, talk with your doctor. If your child is receiving any intervention or therapy, this information is not intended to be used without their knowledge.